Mm-hmm. That song is fabulous. <laughs> no, the opening didn't want to pop in for a minute. I had to. I was like, "Hey, what's happening?" Click, 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 click. Anyways, you guys, welcome to the Melanated Way. I'm Linda. That's April. We are doing the season finale of Match Me Abroad, and uh, we have a lot to say. A lot to say, but let me do a little bit of housekeeping first and foremost. Oh, what is this? Uh, bottom of the screen, you can see where you can support the show. All of your support is absolutely welcomed and uh, grateful. Um, super chat, super stickers are available. I'll leave that up for a little bit. Uh, while you have some time, go ahead and like and subscribe over here. And then head over to April's page, Holloway Legal PLLC, and like and subscribe over there. She's live streaming at the same time here, y'all. So support, support, support. Shout out to the live chat. We got Diana. Oh, Jade, Jade Famous Artist. I feel like I know that name. I'm not sure why. Probably because they're famous. Famous. Famous, darling. Famous. Uh, Joslo, Tinkerbell, that's a new name. Hola. Hola. <laughs> Como estas? Jay, Sue, everyone. Welcome all. All right. Let's get started. I can't believe it's the season finale. Although I thought last week was the season finale. I'm glad we got this extra episode to wrap up everybody. Same. Hey, it says April's immigration, LOL. That's me because I'm an immigration attorney. So yeah, it's talking about me. I do a lot (laughs) of other things too, though. (laughs) So overall thoughts on this episode. I am glad that we got a wrap it up episode. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll talk about it a little bit more later, but um, I wanted to see more of Juan's conversation with Chad. Uh, I have a statement, an official statement from Maria. So I'm glad you brought that up because I just remembered. I was going to print it out, not print it out, but you know, bring it up on the screen. Hi from Delaware. What up, Pamela? Um, but I'm just going to read it. So my overall thoughts was I'm glad also that we got this wrap up episode. And I hope that they do a season two. I hope they stick to the format if there's a season two where you have like real people, real couples, real issues, and it's not so sensational. Now, don't get me wrong. I love me some 90 day and I always will. I'm a day oneer, but this was refreshing to me. I thought so too. Yeah. All right. So let's jump into it. Chad and Maria. Chad is a Chad is chatting. Chad is chatting so hard. That I just didn't even know what to do, but cuss them out as I sat on my couch. So mm-hmm. Chad has this huge temper tantrum. He's walking out as he's walking out. He's cussing Maria out. No couth, no manners, big temper, big problems. And then what I thought was interesting, right, is when they started filming 38, but he was staying on the show who was 40, right? So uh, how old are you, Chad? So he continues to carry on with this huge temper tantrum, saying he has no time for BS. Um, And Maria is like super calm about it. She's like, do you want me to finish my thought? Do you want me to finish this conversation with you? And listen, she's a better woman than me because what you're not about to do is do all this and cuss me out in in public in my own country Mm -hmm. on a second date. Mm -hmm. Ah, see In my second language. Oh, no. See you never. Um, shout out to Peggy. Thank you so much, Peggy, for the super Thanks, sticker. Peg. I truly, really appreciate it. 
so sweet. Thank you so much for the support, especially with this writer strike. Whew, guys, y'all don't know. See all these. Anyways. <laughs> um. Aw. Morgan says, literally always so hype when I catch the live. Chad is a mess. He's why women are scared to reject men. That yeah. That, and you know what, Morgan? I'm so glad you brought that up as well. Because that's a whole thing, right? Me watching all the true crimes and men with their, some men with their fragile egos, and then they get rejected and all of a sudden they're stalking the woman, they're doing all of the things. And that's not our responsibility, April. Like if you have a fragile e ego, Chad, if you have anger issues, if you have insecurities, then you need to work on those things and not take it out on the first woman, the second woman, third, fourth, fifth, any woman that you decide that you're, you're going to go on a date with just because it doesn't go your way. Quite terrible. Horrible. So <clears throat> he's like, yeah, you want to finish? You want to finish? All like aggro. And they go and sit down, right? And so she's going to try to talk to him. In the meantime, he's like, she doesn't understand what I've been through. Um, you know, she is just trying to talk at me. And as she's talking and trying to, like, explain herself, he's laughing in her face, April. And I was like, that is so disrespectful. It's incredibly disrespectful. And it's also yeah. a form of manipulation. And why I say that, it's a form where... You're trying to make this woman in her own country try to communicate in her second language to you in your first language because that's the only language you speak. You're trying to laugh in her face and make her insecure about the things that she's saying because you're feeling rejected. Right. And you can see how it's affecting her because we've seen her exercise really good English up to this point. And one of the things that makes me feel like this show really is real is look at the change in her ability to express herself in English because of his behavior. Yep. She just completely loses what she's trying to say, her syntax, her cadence, everything changed. Yep, 100%. And that's being frustrated and trying to continue to like want to communicate. Right. But like I said, she's a better person than me because, you know, bump that. I want to say all the cuss words and I'm not going to, but imagine I was saying all the cuss words to Chad because that's how Chad was acting. He was cussing he was. everyone out for no reason. Like, what's your problem, Chad? And while he's cussing everybody out, Maria, the whole country of Colombia, <laughs> while he's cussing at everybody, he said some things that I thought were very, very telling. And I think anybody getting into a relationship with him should consider because I understand he's dating someone from another country again. I'm never coming to Columbia again. So you're willing to date someone from a country that you have no interest in culturally, socially, their family that's there. I would expect that if I'm going to date and marry someone from another country, that that is an annual trip for me. If we don't live in that country, that's an annual trip for me to go see your family, et cetera, and so on. So the fact that he would say that, I think, Everyone, anyone who might date him should really pay attention to. Chad's a walking red flag, y'all. Okay. He's a walking red flag. First of all, he he's acting like a four-year-old and not a 40-year-old. 
okay, with the temper tantrum and the screaming and the jumping up and the, the excessive drinking, all of that. That was the first red flag. Then when she's like, you know, I want to be friends, right? Which makes sense because, hey, we've been on two dates. Right. So you should calm down. She doesn't even have to extend him friendship. That's it. And she's oh, like, I'm yeah. willing to do that. What does he say? What? The, and this is another red flag. This is the biggest red flag to me. He says, why? He says, I'm never coming back to Columbia again. So why the F would I give a damn anymore about you? Mm hmm Oh, excuse me. And then it goes on to say, and are you done blowing smoke out your ass? Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm. when she started crying. So you yeah. got She never had a chance to finish anything that she wanted to say. And she, she seemed like to me, she was trying to find a soft way to say, let's just keep getting to know each other. But she could never, he never let her get there. So. I'm kind of glad though, because had she given him more opportunity then we may never have seen this side of him. And she would have invested her time and energy into a relationship that this fool's not even showing his true colors. These are his true colors. Can you imagine? He's like, I'm never coming back to Columbia. So like, why would I give a damn about you anymore? So let me get this straight. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You, last week, were like, do you want to be with me? I want to be with you. And I want you to come back to America and be my wife. And mm -hmm. in that same breath, you're like, I'm never coming back to Columbia and I don't give a damn about you. Exactly. So which one is it? So and, and, you were literally, mm -hmm. you were literally the definition of a passport, bro. You were literally like, insert beautiful Latina here. I don't want to know anything about her. I don't want her, her to have any goals or aspirations. All I want her to have is long hair, be beautiful and cater to my every single need and whim. And if she mm -hmm. dare says anything that I don't like, then bump that. And to right. me, April, that is all mm -hmm. red flags. All red flags. I mean, the fact that I have exes that I don't want to talk to anymore, but I still care about them as people, right? So the fact that you would just immediately dismiss any care or concern for a person that you said that you just cared about is also, I mean, it's a part of what you just said, but it's also a separate thing. I think when you look at how people treat servers, how they treat, you know, when you're, when you're out with somebody, this is like another one of those indicators, like you cut off somebody that quickly that you said that you cared about. Yeah. Um, also... Um, you want to talk about they weren't honest with me? They what? He says that Maria wasn't honest with him oh, and that yeah. his past relationships, they weren't honest with him. I feel like he just never knew them. Look at the way he wouldn't let her finish what she was trying to say. So like, 
imagine being in a relationship like that where you never get to say what you want. And then one day you say what you want. And he's like, well, you lied to me, sir. You never listened to anything that I said before. You never let me say anything. And there's nowhere in there that there was a lie. There were no lies being told. The problem with Chad is that what was coming out of her, her mouth was not suiting the narrative that he wanted. Had she said, yeah, I would love to come to America and yeah, I want to be with you and you're the one after a couple of dates, his whole narrative would have been different. So he's now saying, oh, she's playing games and he doesn't have time for her BS. Well, no, she's never said anything different. She went on the first date with you. She expressed her concerns. You say you work a lot and you like to cut your grass. Right. That's kind of not what she's into. No. The next date she tells you that she wants to finish school so she's not interested in coming to america anytime soon but maybe but it's too soon for her so she wants to give some time to get to know each other so mm -hmm. in the meantime since you guys live half a world away from each other she's like let's be friends but he didn't want to hear that to him be friends means that you are rejecting me and that's right. all on chad and his insecurities and his past trauma and I think he's awful. I think he's awful. I think he's an awful person. And this is how this plays out for immigration. This is the kind of person who, if you begin a relationship with him, you come to the U.S. on a K visa, for example, every single time you don't do exactly what they want, they're going to call me and say, I want to cancel the visa. Yeah. That's exactly how these kind of men act. Yeah. There's another, there's a woman that acts like that on the 90 day franchise and yes. you all know who she is. And the fact that she actually went to her attorney and be like, I want to cancel this visa. That is not how it works. You think you have power over this man? Once that process starts, you're not the one that's like, Hey, let me go in there and pull the visa. I'm not, oh, okay. Calm down. So be very <laughs> careful if you are going to date, um, an American, be very careful for that kind of warning sign. There you go. Uh, so he takes off. He gets into the ride share with one sexy, sexy Juan Pablo. Pablo. Poor Juan Pablo was subject to this mess. He just kept saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, whatever, fool. Yeah, sure. He's cussing on the ride share home. <clears throat> Maria says that uh, his anger is really not about her, which I'm so glad she realizes is about his past and this is trauma. And then he's in the ride chair, still cussing, tells, says, go to hell. So she can go to hell. And that, Columbia, y'all stand up because he's like, you're a bunch of BS people. Listen, go ahead and wrap it up, Chad. Wrap it up and head back over to America and stay in your Timbuktu town and live that Timbuktu life. Because it's clear to me that you don't want to open your mind and open your horizons. If it doesn't fit into your small, narrow-minded mind, then it doesn't fit. And you just want to throw out all the things. And I don't care whether you've had trauma, everyone's had trauma in their life. How about deal with that trauma, which I'm going to talk about shortly. April. So <clears throat> after he says, tells everyone to go to hell and that there are a bunch of BS people, it's the next day he's packing. Allegedly, he had a few more days to stay, but he has had enough. He is getting out of there. And Juan, his matchmaker, shows up. 
and confronts him about his behavior. And at first, of course, because he does no wrong, because he's one of those people that thinks that they never do wrong. Mm. Juan's like, but what did you do? What did you do? And he's like, well, you know, it, it. she said this and she was messing around and she, and Juan cut that off. He's like, well, maybe she just needed more time. Mm-hmm. And Juan expressed his disappointment uh, in Chad and realizes that Chad has that trauma and Chad has old patterns that he immediately, you throw in some alcohol and him not getting his way, he immediately reverted back to his old ways. And hence why he has three failed engagements, why he, in my opinion, has a chip on his shoulder towards women. And why I think he's going to continue to revert back to the same old, same old and get the same results because he hasn't put in the work to make himself the best version of himself. So Ron's like, do you think you did anything wrong? And do you think your anger was a, a problem here? And do you feel like you may have been triggered from your past traumas that you have yet to deal with? And that's when he's like, yeah, you're probably right. You know, he mentions his dead dad. Um, he mentions how his previous women have lied to him all the time. And it's been a slap in the face to him. Um, and my note just really says there's a lot of things that he needs to work on as an individual. A ton. I, I, like, I've never seen another person with this many issues, even the person you referenced earlier. She's definitely got some issues, but he has got like eight different oh, she, identifiable issues that need work. I mean, but she, she's got those same issues. I don't know if you saw her recent situation when she was in New York City, all drunk and putting hands on people that she shouldn't be putting hands oh, on. Dear. But she's a hot mess and has anger issues too. And she needs to lay off her alcohol 100% and keep her hands to herself. That yeah. being said... <clears throat> Uh, Juan's like, you know what? You should apologize to Maria. And uh, he wants to do it in a voicemail. Excuse me. He wants to do it in a text message. And Juan's like, no, you should leave a voice message. And I thought it was interesting because they are clearly on WhatsApp. And Chad didn't know how to send a voice memo. Of course he doesn't. I mean, he didn't even say, let me figure it out. He, just, I don't know. No, no. Um, I thought that his apology was terrible. He just mumbled, you know, I apologize. And, you know, I said some things that I shouldn't have said. And, uh, uh. Apology was terrible in my opinion. But Juan said that he did a good job. But I think Juan only said he did a good job because he left a voice memo instead of a text. What do you think, April? I did. I also didn't think it was a good apology, but it was better than what I expected from him. Mm. I did not expect for him to take any responsibility. Um, so that was, I'm not saying it was okay, but it was way more than what I thought one was going to get out of him, which is why I said earlier, I wish I could have seen more of his conversation with Juan because I feel like it had to be much longer. I don't think he just did a 180 right there and was like, oh, I guess I am wrong a little bit. There had to be more to it. Yeah. And I would love to see how Juan got into that with him. Yeah. 
100%. So he's going back to Pleasant View, Timbuktu, to cut his grass and to keep on going. We find out in the end credits that, hold on, Natalie, Mark, Michelle. We find out that Maria accepted his apology, but they never spoke again. Good for her. But he's determined to find a wife, so he continued dating online instead of going to therapy and dealing with his issues and dealing with his trauma and dealing with his angers. He decided that instead he's going to continue his same old, same old pattern. So keep, keep dating, ignore my issues, and just keep dating. So allegedly, you guys, and this was the kicker to me, he met a woman from Germany online and he plans on going there to propose. So he's learned nothing from this experience. Going through it, he learned nothing. But perhaps watching it, maybe we will, maybe something will happen. Maybe something will snap in him. You don't no. believe it could possibly no. happen? No. Okay. He's, he doesn't want to, he has, he would have to put in real work. He would have to want to change. And I don't think he thinks he needs to change. And that's the problem. Uh, Maria's yeah. official statement says, Hello, everyone. I'm Maria from Match Me Abroad. I wish him, meaning Chad, the best, but he needs to work on himself before considering being engaged. Thanks for all the support. Absolutely. What a wonderful time. He had wonderful dates. He just ne never took the time to get to know either one of them. Because and I love both of them, April. Yeah, you're right. Insert Latina here. Exactly. Exactly. All right, moving on to Harold and Michaela. Oh boy. <laughs> Overall. Oh thoughts. boy. Oh wait, I have a, a real question about uh, Chad. No, 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 no. I don't anymore. We talked about it. <laughs> what was it? I, I was going to ask you. What do you think that he was saying that Maria lied about? Oh. But we kind of. We kind of talked about it. Yeah, we it. did. Yeah. Okay, Harold. Okay, Harold. Overall thoughts of Harold and Michaela. <sighs> Why, Harold? I think Michaela did a really great job of, of slowing him down. Um, what was hard for me to watch is him thinking that him being persistent was actually indeed that when he was actually crossing boundaries. She put some boundaries down and said, this is what I'm comfortable with. This is what I want to do. And he's like, no, I'm going to just keep doing what I want to do. I want to do this. And this is how I feel. And I want to make sure you're my first, my wife and girlfriend, anything. I'm just going to keep going, keep going. It's going to keep going. He was keep like, going. I got some, I, he said he's got like some boxes that he needs to tick off and he's ticking them off. And so he's going to keep ticking him off. But I, when he said she gave me mixed signals because she kissed me on the first date, I was like, oh, what, Harold? How's that a mixed signal when you asked for a kiss? That part. So Harold's heartbroken, doesn't understand why Michaela doesn't want to be his girlfriend, but he's not giving up, y'all. And one of the things I thought was bad editing is he says, in this little segment that he's leaving today, but he's gonna meet Michaela at her apartment first. Um, Cause it's gonna be the last time she can be with her in her city before he heads back home, right? So 
he was hoping, he said, that he would be coming over to her house as a boyfriend and not just as Harold. Now, you guys, the reason why Harold wanted to come over, right, which is just like how he showed up after not hearing from her, he took the train to her city, called and called and called and called and called until he got a hold of her, is because this fool wanted this to be a sex trip too. Sorry, not sorry. So he wanted to come over, quote, as the boyfriend and have sex. That really is what he said. I mean, he, yeah, he basically was like, I was hoping to spend the night and we would be intimate. I'm like, Harold, Jesus. So much. But so he feels bad because he feels like, quote, he's starting from step one. Well, Harold, again, how many dates did you go on? You went from zero to a thousand prenups before you even met the person, insert woman here, and even insert blonde here. Because if the blonde from the paddle boating paid any attention to you, you would have said you loved her. Absolutely. So let's not act like you're brand new right now. So he gets to her house. She welcomes him. I'm petty. So I laughed when he tripped on his way in with his suitcase. Oh, and why... Why does he have a suitcase? Well, because he stayed at the hotel, right? Just why did he leave it at the hotel? Because he's leaving immediately to the train. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) he still thinks he could turn it around, his words. And he really wants to talk to Michaela for the umpteenth time about their future issues about their future. He wants to talk to her about all the things that he's been talking to her from the jump, y'all. And she keeps saying, it's too fast. I'm not ready. I need to take my time. I've only gone an X number of dates with you. I've only known you for a week. Like, what more can I tell you? But no, here we are. So he goes into this whole, like, well, who are we? Where are we going to be? What are we going to do? Are you going to be my woman? She's like, you know, listen, listen, Harold, listen. <laughs> it's only been a week. And even though this seems like a hard decision, I need time. I need time. It's only been a week and you live far away. Yes, I like you, but it's a hard decision because you know what? I love my city and I love my family, which was the realest of the real things to say, right? Because if she commits to him, then he's thinking that she's committing to him, to moving to America, to establishing herself over there and starting her life over there with him all over. And she's saying, I don't know if I can do that because I love my city and I love my family. But Harold's not hearing any of that stuff because guess what? Just like Chad, it's what he wants and what he's ready for. And if you guys heard him, he said, you know, I've been preparing for this for years now, a couple of years now. And so I need Michaela to catch up to where I am. And I'm like, so again, you've been preparing for love and then just insert any female there. Basically, that's what he's been doing. And when he says that, like, oh, I need for her to catch up, she, she's not saying she needs more time for what he's thinking. She she wants to just, like, date slowly and get to know each other. Mm-hmm. So he's not even understanding when she says that. 
choosing not to understand. He's choosing. He's choosing not to understand. And because he's autistic, we also have to say he's choosing not to ask more questions and get more information. He's just going with the data set that he has in his own head without saying, oh, wait a minute, I might be perceiving this wrong. I might not be listening. Let me ask some more questions about what she wants and how she feels and not just keep imposing what I want. That part. So he goes on to say, like uh, April said earlier, that he felt that because they kissed on the first date that they would be automatically boyfriend and girlfriend, which makes no sense to me. Um, and I'm going to chalk up that up to his inexperience. I'm going to try that on my next date, see how it goes. <laughs> we kissed. <laughs> we together now. That was a binding contract in case you didn't know. Yeah. We go together now. Right. So I packed a bag and I will be coming to meet your parents. Right. So go ahead and pin me their address and uh, I'll be there shortly. Just start sharing your location with me. That part. Permanently. That's who we are now. <laughs> <laughs> because so, we kissed. <laughs> so even though she said all this stuff too soon, loves her city, loves her family, Harold decides that he's still going to pull out the ring, y'all. So he pulls out the ring. And he said, you know, I did buy this too. And her face was like, what in the what, what? And he shows her the ring and she's like, you know, it's beautiful. It's nice. Uh, I can't marry you. I can't be your wife. That was immediately what she said. Immediately. I can't be your wife. <laughs> so if you were thinking that this was going to be a thing, you think you're backdooring a proposal after I already said that, no, I can't even be your girlfriend. Just because you so showed me something shiny is not going to change my mind, Harold. Yeah. <sighs> so. I like the way you phrase that, backdooring. Backdooring the, the proposal. It's basically what he's doing. He's like, it's like when people say, well, I love you. So whenever you're comfortable, you can also tell me that you love me. It's like, why would you, why would you do that? Yeah, it's a form of manipulation. It's a form of manipulation. It's like if I said no the first time, just because you bring something shiny or gifts doesn't mean I'm going to change my mind. I mean, I'll take mm -hmm. the gift, but my mind is going to still be the same. So <clears throat> she's like, yes, no, sorry, I can't be your wife. And then he flips it into, uh, no, I just wanted you to have something physical of me, about me, while I'm gone so that you can think about me when I'm not physically here. And she says, thank you so much. She puts the ring on. And then because he couldn't leave it at that, you guys, because he couldn't, he really didn't mean anything that he was saying, to be honest. Right? So he's saying, oh, you know, I just did this because, you know, it was burning a hole in my pocket. I just want you to remember me. No. Now it's a promise ring. A promise ring to be boyfriend and girlfriend. A promise ring to promise to get married. No one knows. They didn't discuss it. He just threw that out there because at the end of the day, that's he wanted what he wanted. So now she's wearing the ring. And then he wants he wants to say it's a promise ring and have a conversation with um, Katerina talking about when she comes visit, hopefully she can move it from one ring to the next. Have you not listened to Michaela? He didn't. He said, I'm going to trick her 
like Bilbo Baggins got tricked by the Ring of Mordor. As soon as she slips it on her finger, you know that one fairy that thought that she could handle the power of the ring and she slips it on and turns it yeah! <laughs> This pull right here. <laughs> Let me just get the ring on her finger. Let me just put it on her finger. And then I'll be like, well, you took the ring. So that was a promise ring. So you promised to be my girlfriend. And now I'm like, hey, mix married. So just go ahead and flip that over. And then he's going to turn around and be like, Chad, be like, she lied to me. She lied to me. She said she'd be my girlfriend. No, no, Harold. None of that happened. Okay. Yeah. I would not be surprised if he at some point asked for that ring back. Hi, Poland. Oh, everyone say hi to Vanny. Vanny saying hello from Poland. Hello, hello. Yeah. So. <clears throat> so he goes on to say that he loves her. He can't, he can't wait for her to come visit uh she talks about like maybe in three months she'll take some vacation days and come visit him in america and this is where you guys i almost choked when i tell you something i'm gonna i'm gonna lay it out for you and normally i don't lay out stuff like this but it serves me right because i was not ready and i should always be ready i was lying on my couch <laughs> having a drink Okay, about, about to swallow the drink when I say I choked to the max. Because she, Michaela, said, okay, well, basically, you know, text me when you arrive home safe. <laughs> <laughs> you got the ring on, y'all. <laughs> She's like, peace yeah. out. Text me when you get, get back over in America. But this and ring then, has no power over me. <laughs> And then Harold's like, wait, what? I thought we would be talking a little bit more than that. I thought we'd be FaceTiming and talking a lot. And she's like, yeah, no, just text me when you land safe. <laughs> <laughs> I spit out my drink, you guys, all over me. It was a mess. <laughs> and I deserved it. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. He's like, well, I, I think that step one will be us just working on our communication, like, you still are not listening. She's like, deuces. <laughs> and so he feels like it's the beginning of something bigger. Um, given time, he feels that she's going to come around. So again, as I keep telling you guys, like he's hearing what he wants to hear and creating the narrative that he can be comfortable with. And <clears throat> she blows him a kiss as he gets into the ride chair. He grabs it like you see on TV, which I just thought was so corny, but whatever. I do it with my nieces and nephews. That's the appropriate age for that. <laughs> so it's the next day, and which is so weird because, again, I don't know if it was the editing, but like, were you leaving back to Prague? Is that what you were saying? Or were you leaving that day? Because it made it seem like you and your suitcase were going back to America. That's what I thought, but he was still there the next day. So we met up with Katerina. 
uh, tells her all about how it went because, you know, the last time she saw him, he was about to propose against her wisdom. And uh, he told her, he's like, yeah, she's not ready. She didn't even want to be my girlfriend, but I did give her the ring and yada, yada, yada. And Kendrick was like, well, yeah, you know, it takes time to develop deep feelings. And uh, Harold liked to tap himself on the back and said, listen, y'all, this is Harold speaking, said he was really reading her and he decided to back off. No, Harold, she slowed you down and she was not putting up with all the things you were laying out. You were harassing her in the ride share. You're harassing her at the restaurant. You're harassing her at her apartment. All about be my girlfriend, be my wife, be my girlfriend, be my wife. What is this? What is this relationship? What are we going to do? And she just held her ground. And she's like, no, Harold. I'm not ready, Harold. It's too early, Harold. Remember when they were doing yoga? Quiet. Quiet, Harold. That's still the best thing. So he tells Katerina that he loves Michaela. He has four pillars that he always looks for in a relationship. Trust, love, sci-fi, and attraction. And she fits the bill completely. Um, He has a lot of love to give her. And he now realizes from this trip that he deserves love, which I think... um, is good. Then he says, <clears throat> when asked by the producer, you know, are you actually really happy? He's like, yeah, well, I'm, I, I mean, I'm happy, sad, right? He's like, I didn't leave here with a wife or a girlfriend, but I left with a romantic connection. And I was like, okay. I mean, okay. I think the people going on the show in the future should have that same expectation, like hopefully leave with a romantic connection, not expecting to leave with a girlfriend, boyfriend, or wife. That part, Harold, you went and got, you tried to get a prenup for someone that you had not even met yet. So right there, I already knew you set your expectations to something that was not realistic. So. Wasted that attorney's time. (laughs) The attorney was (laughs) laughing, as I recall. So Harold and Michaela uh, continue to get to know each other. Uh, He is still complaining that they don't talk often enough. He wants to talk more often. And he's hoping that she still comes to visit him in New Mexico. So that's where they left it. Moving on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Michelle. Michelle and Pavel. Very excited for them. I, you know, hope that he comes to visit and they continue seeing each other. I think she said she was open to moving there as well. So, you know, hopefully they get some good back and forth in and and just, I I like them together. I like them together and I liked her and how she represented herself. So she's leaving Prague. Uh, Pavel's date that she had with him and hi, Tizeway, was the best one yet. But, you know, she only had one other date. So I felt her time went by quickly. But then we also met her halfway through the season. Right? So I think they could have spent some more time on her, in my personal opinion. So, um, but she met Pavel. They had that wonderful first date. And she loves a lot of things about him. 
And a lot of things that she's looking for, he checks off those boxes. Open-minded, uh, a lot going on for him, has a full life, he has hobbies, has good friends and good family. And so those are the things that she says that are important to her. And therefore, um, she wants to get to know him a little bit better. And he wants to get to know her a little bit better, too. So <clears throat> she feels a little sad that she made this connection and now she's leaving. And it really sucks that they really didn't have enough time together. They had one day. But if this was Harold, Harold would be like, one day, let's go. <laughs> you and I go together. <laughs> Harold would have been like, she offered to take me to the airport. So that means she's ready to have my babies. <laughs> uh, Diana has an interesting question. Diana said, should the matchmakers vet the women to be sure that they are willing to leave their countries? to be with men. The men are going to countries, bring the women to America. The men think it's a golden ticket. Uh, do you want to address that one or do you want me to? I think that they should not specifically look for people who just want to move to America because some of the people on this show are willing to move to the other country. Um, we've had Stanika say she's willing to move to Morocco. Michelle's willing to move to Prague. Um, but I think that for some of the people, they have to balance out the qualities that are going to make them a good companion to the person versus other qualities. Like Michaela was a better match for Harold on personality matters. So that probably outranked her willingness or how you know strong her willingness was to move out of her country. Also, whether or not you want to move from your country is going to vary based on so many different factors. It could change overnight. I could be totally willing to move from the U.S. and then somebody in my family gets sick and that change immediately. And I too also think, uh, Diana, that I think that the the matchmakers probably do vet them, but what these matchees are saying, specifically like Chad and um, Harold, is that they want these people to move immediately. And maybe they're saying, I'm open to moving if I feel like I've invested enough time and I fell in love with this person and yeah, I can take it to the next step. But what you're not about to do is go on two dates with me and tell me, hey, yeah, make that decision. Like I'm ready to move tomorrow. And I think that that's the difference. Yeah, exactly. That's a thing too. And if you're talking about from an immigration perspective, you want to date for a while. You want to establish a strong relationship so that you have a better chance of your application being granted. You don't want to just me, I mean, like you can get your application right after meeting one time, but it's not the strongest application. Yeah. Okay, so she uh, has a connection with Pavel and he's driving her to the airport and they basically just, they really enjoyed each other. He enjoyed the date with Michelle. He told Katerina that he wants to get to know her more and Katerina wants to, excuse me, Michelle wants to get to know him as well. Um, and Katerina gave herself a little tap on the shoulder because she's like, I knew these two would get along. And I was like, I'm picking up what Katarina's putting down because she's like bang on with her her uh, dating matches. And, mm -hmm. you know, some of us may not have been on board immediately, <laughs> so, but came around. I, okay, but some of the things that Katarina said in the beginning were a little worrisome. I did come around, but her whole, like, are you ready to surrender to a man? Maybe but it wasn't it's interesting English. That, but it's interesting that Michelle brought that up at the end of her, her episode, right? She said that Katerina really helped her 
open up and be vulnerable and be flexible. And I think that the reason why she was saying that about being surrendering, about surrendering, wasn't really like surrendering. Surrender, no, that's not the saying. That's serenity now. Surrender to your partner. <laughs> it was more, are you willing to be vulnerable? Yes, I, I do interpret it that way now. But us being introduced to her as a strong feminist and then hearing, are you ready to surrender to a man that didn't like seem to go? But notice the date that Katerina participated in and the date that Juan participated in, they went well. So maybe we need more matchmakers to be in the date. Oh, yeah. Agreed. That's a really good observation. That's a really good observation. Agreed. I never even thought of it that way. Um, so <clears throat> driving to the airport, uh, she thanks them for a great date. They talk about Chianti. He's like, I've been to the Chianti region. I was like, woo, sign me up. Let's go. And yeah. Michelle felt the same way. She's like, oh, will we be honeymooning there? <laughs> Which was a nice, light joke. Harold would have been like, so when do we need to buy our tickets for the honeymoon in Tuscany? Yeah, I loved it. I loved everything about it. So <clears throat> they both promised to stay in touch um, and plan some trips, go on some hiking, and see each other when they can see each other. And if all else goes well, then they can see if they can be a couple, which I thought was a very realistic pace. Yes. Um, and then Michelle talked about just everything that we just talked about, how she is excited to see where the relationship goes. She learned from Katerina that uh, to surrender herself to love, to be open, to vo be vulnerable and to be flexible. And Katerina really helped her to get back into the dating scene um, <clears throat> after her dad passed as well as Katarina challenged her and she really needed it. So mm -hmm. she really felt that Katarina was the right matchmaker for her. Yeah. Now her update is Michelle and Pavel continue to talk. She did give an update uh, because an article came out about the two of them, y'all. This Can I just say this is actually, I just won't. I won't. Actually, I will. I'm sorry, you guys, but do you see, can you see this? Can you see that, you guys? Yes. That is not an LV bag. Uh, it's not, but it's, it's cute. It's cute. No, it's not, April. I love that you are so kind <laughs> because I'm going to tell you that this person here is not trying to make it seem like, oh, that's just a cute bag. Actually, let me not get sidetracked. I was about to show you guys something. <laughs> who is it being a poser? I am not even going to comment. You know who it is. <laughs> International superstar. He's back from his uh, um, concerts in London. <laughs> <laughs> his concerts turn meet and greet. Okay, back to matching abroad. You know what? I would love to hear her talk about a little bit more. Michelle, she said she does think that it is the right thing for her to be matched with a European as opposed to an American man. And I think I know where she's going with this, but I would love for them to have asked the follow-up question. Why? why? Yes. Mm -hmm. why, what is the difference from her perspective? So she posted. Can you guys see that? Uh-huh. 
Okay, so she posted in touch did an article. It said sparks flew between Match Me Abroad stars Michelle and Pavel. Are they still together? And this is what her caption said. She says, I don't know, in touch, dot, dot, dot. Okay, obviously I do know, but I'm waiting to see what y'all think before I do my tell-all. What do you figure has happened since Match Me Abroad? Have I been back to Prague, to a different continent entirely, with Pavel there? And is a first meeting on international TV, no less, really enough to build a life on? Or just the start of a potentially great story? I'll be letting you all know soon, XO Michelle. So I think that they probably took a trip together to Italy. Uh, I absolutely second that motion. April the kind Canadian. <laughs> That's who we are. We wake up in the morning, we put our boots on, we eat our maple syrup, and we go outside and, you know, talk to the mooses, mises, whatever they're called. Um, we wave to Niagara Falls and... <laughs> <laughs> and then we say to the queen the queen's dead <laughs> to the king so now. what do you what do you do now when you drink your it's, tea it's to the king to now. the king oh okay seriously okay. like seriously though like seriously if you're gonna be that person then yeah it just doesn't have the same ring even the money's changing it has the king on the monies now. Well, not yet, but they're changing it. Okay, so we did Michelle. Uh, moving on to Stanika. Yes, yeah, Stanika. Stanika, I feel from the jump, all 13 episodes just represented herself well. Uh, she came in, had done the work, and knew exactly what she wanted. Um, and uh, I just love the pace that she went. I love the match that she made. All of it. So she's home. She's been home from uh, Morocco for three days. And her and Nordine have been FaceTiming every single day. And she misses him. She's with her little dog, Diamond. And she's, like, ready to go back to Morocco. She already misses him. And she sees herself being with him. And <clears throat> he says, uh, when are you coming back, he says. And she's like, well, when are you coming here? Hey, Busola. Hey, hey, girl. Hey. And this is where I, I, I literally said April in, in my notes. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey. Okay, so he said, these are the things that I would like you to discuss, please. Mm -hmm. yeah. So he said he like he's more than willing to come from Morocco to Mississippi to see Stanika, but he needs a physical invite. She said that he also has to do an interview as well as something about a bank account for him to just visit the United States? Yes. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So a lot of Americans don't realize this, but there are a lot of countries that require you to apply for a visa um, before coming to the U.S. So, for example, as a comparison, Michelle is uh, going to invite um, Pavel to come to the U.S. He does, he, he does ESTA. It's a type of visa. Um, but it's like $21, you apply for it online and you don't need that many days to apply for it in advance of your travel. But if you're from an African country, a Middle Eastern country, several Latin American countries, you have to apply maybe a year or two years in advance for a visa to come to the U.S. It's about 
and you have two to years even if you just wanted to go on a little bit of a holiday yep the visa the wait times for interviews can be very long in some countries so you have to generally people apply before they even have a plan of where they want to go in the u.s because you have to apply so early you have to prove that you're going to return to your home country after you visit the U.S. So you have to prove that you have ties to your country that you're not willing to abandon, such as a permanent job, family members, that you have a high level of education. Um, and in his case, what he's asking for, yeah, like one, two. That's what I said. Yeah. How do you know where you're going to be traveling in two years? That's crazy. Like if I wanted to go to Morocco right now, well, if no, if I was in Morocco, you're saying, and I say, oh, I want to go to California Adventureland. I would have to plan that two years in advance? Yes. Damn. Yeah. And you have to show several months of the amount of money in your bank account because they want to make sure that you just didn't borrow the money from somebody to have it for one month. They want to see like all your transactions going through that account to prove that you have that much money. I learned, so I used to moonlight in these non-immigrant Facebook groups because I was trying to understand their perspective. And I learned that a lot of people just don't understand how difficult it is to get a visa to come to the U.S. And so that's why some people choose to come without a proper visa. If you are someone who wasn't afforded the opportunity to have a certain level of education, there's almost zero chance you're going to get a visa to the U.S. That's crazy. So, um, and what about this difficult? What about the physical invite? How come that plays a part in it? So the physical invite, I'm going to disagree with Nordine a little bit. So some people want an invitation from a particular person to show um, what they're going to do while they're in the U.S. I don't think that's the strongest evidence that you're going to return to your home country. The strongest evidence that you're going to return to your home country is if you're coming to the U.S. because you're coming for a conference, uh, you're coming for uh, some kind of short educational program, um, or you have a specific interest, like you studied history in your home country specializing in the Civil War mm. in the U.S., and you want to come visit all the monuments. Mm. Saying that you want to come because you want to visit your future wife, as he phrased it, is probably not going to be looked on favorably by the consular officer. They'll think, okay, you're just going to come to the U.S. and stay. Got it. Um, so before we move on, there's something else because someone else sent this to me, the Canadian. Uh, are these immigration rules for all countries outside of the U.S.? Um, most of the European countries are allowed to do ESTA, which is a very easy type of visa process. But most of the African countries, Middle Eastern countries, um, and a lot of Latin American countries are required to do a visa. There's a passport index. If you Google passport index, you can put in what country you're from and you can compare the strength of your passport to other countries. Yeah, Canada has a really good one. Did you know that, April? Yes, Canada has a better one than the U.S. <laughs> yes. Can you read that? Do you? Yes. You people are freaking out about this. Okay, so I want to talk about it a little bit. So, U.S. citizens 
will need to pay for a visa to travel to Europe starting in 2024. It says in 2024, U.S. passport holders planning to travel to Europe will need to apply for authorization through the European travel information before their visit. This electronic travel authorization uh, is linked to the traveler's passport and grants short-term entry for up to 90 days within any 180-day period to 30 of the European countries. The application process costs $7.79 and it's recommended to apply well, like April said, well in advance of the trip to avoid any last minute complications. Travelers should ensure that they use the same travel documents linked to their, I don't know what this is, ETIAS. Yeah. Uh, so during their journey to avoid any issues at the border. Okay. Yeah, I don't know about other countries, but the US, your passport number changes when you get a new, when you renew your passport. Oh, no. Yeah. So what they're saying is this happened to me actually. I have a horror story about this. When I applied for my work visa in Mexico, I applied for it and then like a month went by and I realized my passport was going to expire um, before my year was over to work there. So I went and got a new one and I just didn't know that passport numbers change. So when I went to the Mexican embassy to go pick up my work permit, they wouldn't give it to me because my passport number wasn't the same. So for this travel visa for Europe, for Americans, what do you think that turnaround time is going to look like? I don't know because it's new, but yeah. I'm not surprised. They're just doing to us what we've been doing to them. So you guys, if you're planning any trips next year and you are American, you're going to want to look into that because it sounds to me like, I don't know if you've ever dealt with anything immigration you guys but it does not happen overnight no it doesn't and and even i find americans who get incredulous when you land somewhere and they're like oh you have to pay 18 dollars for a visa or you have to pay 12 dollars." when i went to indonesia it was like nine dollars and people were incredulous and i'm like do you understand what we do to other people do you yep that part <laughs> so uh stanika and Nordine continue to chit chat and uh she's willing so he wants to see her so how are we going to do this is he going to come there is that going to take too long she's willing to go back there and he is more than happy to have her back because he wants to feel her physically he wants to touch her wants to kiss her wants to be with her um and he basically says actions speak louder than words so let's just stop talking and have more action and think is all about it she's like you know what i can see myself with nordine long term i can see a life with him i could even see children with them um and she could also see herself moving to morocco and so she's looking forward to the future which i think is a great thing you guys because it's not only about hey let's go to america it's like let we can live anywhere if we can make it work out for each other and the update on Seneca. Um, they talk every day and she's introduced him, Nordine, to her family over video calls. So they are going strong, y'all. And I am happy about it. She deserves all too. that. She deserves but all if he's that. Trying to do, if he wants to do some hanky stanky, stanky hanky, what did that guy call it? What? Hanky. Hanky panky. Hanky panky. Is that what he said? Um, if he wants to make you panky, they might want to meet somewhere outside of Morocco. Uh. Right? Don't get in trouble now, Stanika. Yes, Pedro. He was the one who called it. 
Panky Panky. Panky Panky. <laughs> Pedro. Pedro. Family Chantel's coming back, y'all. That's a little bit of tea you probably didn't know. Is so, she going to be dating Drake on the that show? Is, that is all I'm going to tell y'all. You want more <laughs> news and gossip? Go ahead and head over to our Patreon. Thank you. You're not all doing everything for free. Um, <clears throat> so that's it, you guys. It was a great season. I hope that they do uh, season two of this and stick again to the format, stick to like real people. Um, oh, Seychelles. I would love to go there. Incredibly romantic. Oh, so or so I'm told. <laughs> um, yeah, so I hope that they have a second season. In the meantime, we April and I will continue our journey on Tuesdays. We are going to start covering 90 Day Fiance UK from the beginning. So next week we will be covering episode one. Come and on. as per usual, you'll get the perspective of the immigration attorney and the perspective of two Canadians. <laughs> uh, we'll be learning together about oh, isn't the UK. This funny? As we said that, Vanny said, you should cover 90 Day UK. Ah, I love you, chicken. That's not the same way he sings it. I love you, chicken. chicken. I don't know. I don't. I'll, I'll get it right by next week. I'll get it right and I'll bring my microphone out. Yes. Excellent. You guys, thank you so much for being with us. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And um, <clears throat> we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Have Toodles. a good one. Toodaloo. How do you say goodbye?